Hare Krishna, Vanshakalpa Trubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyebhacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha. So, welcome to Kali Yuga. <laughs> we'll continue in the All Too Vivid Predictions from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 12, Chapter 2, which is titled The Symptoms of Kali Yuga. We've gotten up to text 5. Uh, before we continue, I'll just read the translations of 1 through 4, just to get everybody in the mood. So it goes like this. Uh, Shukadev Goswami said, Then, O King, religion, truthfulness, cleanliness, tolerance, mercy, duration of life, physical strength and memory will all diminish day by day because of the powerful influence of Kali. Text 2. In Kali Yuga, wealth alone will be considered the sign of a man's good birth, proper behavior, and fine qualities. And law and justice will be applied only on the basis of one's power. 3. Men and women will live together merely because of superficial attraction, and success in business will depend on deceit. Womanliness and manliness will be judged according to one's expertise in sex, and a man will be known as a brahmana just by his wearing a thread. Four, a person's spiritual position will be ascertained merely according to external symbols, and on that same basis, people will change from one spiritual order to the next. A, a person's prop, uh, propriety will be seriously questioned if he does not earn a good living, and one who is very clever at juggling words will be considered a learned scholar. Okay, now we're up to text number five. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So five, uh, we continue with this uh, same... Just a second. I don't know why that button did that. Get back up here to my text. So weird. Uh, so text five goes like this. Anadyataiva sadutve sadutve damba eva tu suikara eva Chodvahe snanam eva prasadanam. The translation is, a person will be judged unholy if he does not have money, and hypocrisy uh, will be accepted as virtue. Marriage will be arranged simply by verbal agreement, and a person will think he is fit to appear in public if he has merely taken a bath. <laughs> so it begins like this way, anadyata, uh, poverty, eva asadutwe, in one's being uh, unholy. Uh, there's a, different ways of translating this. Uh, a person will be judged unholy if he does not have money. The condition of poverty, uh, anadyata, uh, 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 translated as poverty here, uh, means without, yeah. It's the negative of adya, uh, uh, which means wealth. So anadya, without wealth. Uh, uh, poor, uh, and if 
uh, one is uh, has this that ta ending is the same as the twa ending on our sadhu twa. Uh, so having no wealth, that condition eva, then uh, you are uh, a sadhu, not a sadhu. <laughs> now uh, there's different ways of translating the uh, 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 the sadhu twa having no sadhuness, because sadhu can mean a variety of things. Uh, uh, here we translate unholy, but when Banu Swami translate this, is improper. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, sadhu is another way of saying bravo, too, you know. I mean, it's just, a, just showing approval. So if you look at the uh, uh, the kind of things that the word, I mean, the, 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 the sort of most literal meaning of sadhu is straight, not crooked, <laughs> or, or correct, leading straight to a goal, hitting the mark, unerring, you know, like an arrow or a thunderbolt, is, you know, goes to its place. So... Uh, successful, effective, efficient. These are all different meanings of the, you know, so sadhu can, has a lot of meanings. Good, virtuous, honorable, righteous, well-born, noble, honorable, correct, classical as a language, you know. I mean, all these are the kind of good, virtuous, or honest, holy, you know. So it goes up to various ways of being. So just to let you know that these... Uh, so it could be unholy or it could be just, you know, no good. Uh, uh, but if you don't have money, that's it. Uh, so, the, so, the, so the judge of somebody's worth, you can say, is, is simply on the basis of how much money they have. You know? Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then, uh, 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 virtue or success, again that word sadhutva, uh, 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 what's accepted as, uh, as this is dhamba. Dhamba is the word that's being used here for uh, uh, hypocrisy, bluffing, dhamba. Uh, there's a uh, uh, in the Bhagavatam, they will perform sacrifice, not the, the Gita, in name only. Dhamba yajna is the word that's used. Dhamba yajna, a hypocrit hypocritical sacrifice, or bluffing sacrifice, or name only. They're just going through the motions, you know. Uh, uh, so this is uh, uh, cheating will be accepted as virtue, dhamba. Uh, if you're good at that, you're okay. If you can pull it off, <laughs> people will applaud you simply because, hey, he did that very well. <laughs> you know what he's doing, but you just don't care anymore. <laughs> That's your skill. Sound familiar, huh? Uh, then, uh, 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 marriage, This uh, the word for marriage here, Udvaha, Udvaha, excuse me, Udvaha, means, it comes from a verb uh, to lead. So here it means to lead home, <laughs> leading the bride home, you know. So marriage, Udvaha, carrying away or taking away, you know. So marriage, uh, by uh, the arrangement of marriage, will simply be uh, uh, Suikara, uh, uh which they say here, verbal acceptance. The dictionary says agreement. And let's see. Uh, uh, and Banu Swami says, yeah, uh, verbal agreement. Uh, uh, so that's it. Just, just, there's no, yeah, you just, yeah. Hey, come on, home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, 
and then snanam eva uh, uh, prasadanam uh, uh, a person uh, will think he is fit to appear in public if he has merely taken a bath actually that's pretty good now but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or as Banu Swami says, properly attired. Now, the word that's 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 used here is um, uh, 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 I've forgotten now. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, all those words fit cleaning and decorating of the body, prasadanam, and their word for word, but uh, yeah, properly dressed, somehow fit for company, <laughs> you could say, <laughs> and in general. So here they have a, a, a long, a fairly good purport here. Uh, uh, they say, uh, the word dhamba indicates a self-righteous hypocrite. That's the bluffing, you know. Someone not so much concerned with being saintly as with appearing saintly. In the age of Kali, there's rather a large number of self-righteous, hypocritical religious fanatics claiming to have the only way, only truth, and the only light. You know who they're talking about. Uh, in many Muslim countries, this mentality has resulted in a brutal repression of religious freedom and thus destroyed the opportunity for enlightened spiritual dialectic. Fortunately, in much of the Western world, there is a system of free religious expression. Even in the West, however, self-righteous hypocrites considered sincere and saintly followers of other disciplines to be heathens and devils. I must have to say that this reflects the, the really early days of, of our movement when, you know, I'd come back off of spending the day on Harinam Sangirtan with uh, pockets full of pamphlets telling me that I'm going to hell, <laughs> you know, for chanting Hare Krishna and things like that. We, we really had, uh, uh, every time you every time you, you went out on Harinam Sankirtan and stayed in one place, you'd have a whole bunch of uh, of uh, uh, Christians following you around, telling you you're of the devil, and you know I don't have to work for my salvation. They said, "Who's working? We're having a good time." But anyway, that, that's the kind of stuff you, we we're really getting bombarded, you know, for, for that that kind of a thing. So this reflects that sort of uh, irritation, you might say, that uh, from these kind of people. They go on, so that's why they talk about Western religious fanatics. It was it was a hard time. Western religious fanatics are usually addicted to many bad habits, such as smoking, drinking, sex, gambling, and animal slaughter. Although the followers of the Krishna consciousness movement strictly avoid illicit sex intoxication, gambling, and animal killing, and although they dedicate their lives to the constant glorification of God. Self-righteous hypocrites claim that such strict austerity and devotion to God are, quote, tricks of the devil. Because they tell you, yeah, the devil occurs, appears like an angel of light, you know. And says, you, you know. And that's what we say, I've had to say to people, you know, I became a devotee, I gave up intoxication, I gave up uh, illicit sex, I gave up gambling. Is this the work of the devil? That was my answer. You know, is this the work of the devil? Uh, uh, because that was my, you know, you looked in the Bible and they, they accused Jesus when he was casting out demons of this is the work of the devil. He says, shall Satan, he says, a house divided against itself cannot stand, shall Satan drive out Satan? That's where that comes from, a house divided against itself. Shall Satan drive out Satan? Is this the work of the devil? To which I, I yeah, didn't get an answer, but. I had it right from the Bible <laughs> for them, <laughs> their own authority. Uh, Thus the sinful are promoted as religious and the saintly are decried as demonic. 
This pathetic incapacity to grasp the most rudimentary, rudimentary criteria of spiritual life is a prominent system of Kali Yuga. And it goes on, in this age, the institution of marriage will degenerate. Indeed, almost, indeed, already a marriage certificate is sometimes cynically rejected as a mere piece of paper. We don't have to register our love with City Hall. <laughs> Quote. <laughs> Forgetting the spiritual purpose of marriage and misunderstanding sex to be the goal of family life, lusty men and women directly engage in sexual affairs without the troublesome formalities and responsibilities of a legal relationship. Such foolish people argue that sex is natural, but if sex is natural, pregnancy and childbirth are equally natural, and for the child it is certainly natural to be raised by a loving father and mother, and in fact to have the same father and mother throughout his life. That does seem to help sometimes. <laughs> Psychological studies confirm that a child needs to be cared for by both his father and mother, and thus it is obviously natural for sex to be accompanied by a permanent marriage arrangement. Well, that's really gone out the window since this was written uh, even more. Uh, I, I have one book which talked about parents, and it didn't say father and mother anymore, but there was specialized as the nurturing figure and the protective figure. So nurturing and protective seem to still be sort of specialized engagements and often don't go together. So this was <laughs> talked that way because it was no longer gender specific. <laughs> um, Hypocritical people justify unrestricted sex by saying it is natural, but to avoid the natural consequence of sex pregnancy, they use contraceptives, which certainly do not grow on trees. Indeed, I can imagine a tree, a contraceptive tree anyway. Indeed, contraceptives are not at all natural. The hypocritical and foolishness, this, thus hypocrisy and foolishness abound in the age of Cully. This verse concludes by saying that people will not neglect to ornament their bodies properly in the present age. A human being should decorate his body with various religious ornaments. Vaishnavas mark their bodies with tilak, blessed with the holy name of God, but in the age of Kali, religious and even material formalities are thoughtlessly discarded. That's the one about decorating the, the body. Uh, Okay, so that's uh, that uh, commentary there. Uh, uh, so now we go to uh, text six, which has uh, uh, an extra line. Usually there's three lines, but not, uh, two lines, now there's three. Uh, so six goes like this. Um, Dure varyayanam tirtam lavanyam keshadharanam udanam varata svarta satyatve darshyam evahi daksham kutumbabaranam yashorte dharmasevanam. Uh, a sacred place will be taken to consist of no more than a reservoir of water located at a distance. <laughs> and beauty will be thought to depend on one's hairstyle. Filling the belly will become the goal of life, and one who is audacious will be accepted as truthful. He who can maintain a family will, re, will be regarded as an expert man, and principles of religion will be observed only for the sake of reputation. Uh, uh, so here both, uh, 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 both uh, the same translation by Banu Swami and as this one. There's no differences in translation. Uh, a tirtha, uh, yeah, this is a, a, a holy place here. Uh, uh, 
the literal meaning Tirtha is ford, by the way. Uh, our commentary on that one is where you can cross over from the material to the spiritual world because they happen to be by often holy rivers. Uh, people say, well, you know, it's just a, cr a crossing, but uh, uh, that's the word, a, ho a holy place. Uh, but any body of water, ayanam, uh, uh, is uh, thought to be this uh, holy place, uh, uh, this uh, a reservoir of water located at a distance. You know, we will go to India and we will go to Vrindavan and we will go to Radhakund and it's a holy place and we were told it's so sacred that you actually sprinkle the waters in your head. You don't even want to put your feet in such a holy place as Radhakund. Uh, and but the local people are in there washing their hair. <laughs> if it, you know, if it's not far away, it's not holy. It's a very serviceable, useful bathing spot and washing clothes and your hair and stuff. And everybody else putting on their heads, you know. <laughs> So this idea that it has to be far away to be holy is, is something familiarity, you know, breeds contempt. So, <laughs> and and beauty, lavanyam, just by kesha dharanam, bearing the hair. Prabhupada says that to people when they had their long, you're keeping hairs. <laughs> this sort of seems to be the expression, uh, protecting, but dharanam can also be preserving or protecting or maintaining your, you know, haircut, you know. Um, people used to not care about it, but then it was certainly like when I was in, 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 in early early part of high school, then all of a sudden, Everybody carried combs, and you had to be combing your hair all the time. You know the duck tail. You know, like <laughs> with Elvis Presley. You know, this started to be these big pompadours and things like that. You know, uh, and Brill cream and Vitalis and all this stuff. You know, and long hair. You know that 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 happened. Um, uh, by the way, my my this was a hardship for me in my teenage years because I, I was one of you know a bunch of brothers. I, I ended up with three younger brothers, and my father used to cut our hair, <laughs> and that meant, and my father was an army officer, and <laughs> you know, the way it is now, sort of. You know. <laughs> But boy, was that ever unfashionable <laughs> at the time, you know. No, uh, don't do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but now I appreciate my father more. <laughs> and then uh, uh, filling the belly, Uduram. Bharata will be considered the uh, goal of life, just to be able to eat well. Uh, maybe it'll be a little... Uh, and then, uh, this is very interesting. Satya is truth, so satya-twa, uh, uh, truthness. <laughs> being truthful, and or and here they say so-called truth, right? What will have that be decided to be truth will depend upon uh, uh, audacity or boldness. Darshityam. Uh, uh, simply, eva, only that. We'll come back to that one. Uh, because that's the one that r rings most true today in some ways. And then, if you're you're considered to be daksha expert or say competent, uh, uh, if you can just do that, kutumba uh, just to be able to take care, maintain a family, will be a sign of competence. Uh, 
merely that. You know, it used to be like entry level <laughs> competence. It's now like, wow, <laughs> you could do that, you know. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then, uh, and then, principles of religion they say here will be observed only for the sake of reputation, uh, uh, will be observed uh, uh, for that. Uh, uh, or uh, yeah, so here, here, here's a, uh, I think there's a bit of a purport to this one, right? Uh, they say the purport here uh, in India there are many sacred places through which holy rivers flow. Foolish persons eagerly seek redemption from their sins by bathing in these rivers but do not take instruction from learned devotees of the Lord who reside in such places. Yeah, because there's a statement in the Bhagavatam that they go to the holy places simply to take a bath, you know, go through the rituals. But at the Tirthas, because there are holy places, there are usually sadhus there, and one is supposed to go and take spiritual direction from these sadhus. But they ignore that, and they say, now I've bathed in the holy place, now I'm pure. My sins have been washed away. But they're compared to the uh, to the the, uh, uh, the the elephants they'll bathe and they'll go on the river and then when they come out they'll throw dust over their bodies <laughs> so they just do like that you know you go right back and so uh, you can uh, sin again mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, I you know. And we used to sometimes make fun of people say, Christians, you know, Jesus died for my sins so I can go on sinning. <laughs> that, that kind of a thing, you know. So this was, people will always, this is across all religious principles, people do this. They go to Mecca or some holy place and then, uh, and then, then, you, then you use it uh, as, as an excuse. It goes on. In this age, people tirelessly arrange their hairs in different styles. Yeah, it's a big industry. Men and women both. Trying to enhance their facial beauty and sexuality. They do not know that actual beauty comes from within the heart, uh, from the soul, and that only a person who is pure is truly attractive. As the different, different difficulties of this age increase, filling one's belly will be the mark of success. And one who can maintain his own family will be considered brilliant in economic affairs. Religion will be practiced, if at all, only for the sake of reputation and without any understanding of the uh, uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead. Well, here uh, I want to say a little bit more about this, uh, this uh, truth. Uh, uh, Will be known only by boldness, satyatve darshyam, uh, audacity will be true, because um, uh, there is uh, the big lie. <laughs> I found there's actually a Wikipedia, uh, Here it is. Okay, the big lie. It looked. I was just looking at it because I remembered truthiness. Uh, uh, Colbert, you know, came yeah. up with this thing. But there's a whole uh, there's a whole Wikipedia interest uh, entry on the big lie, and this returns back to a German expression, "große Lüge," the great lie, the big lie. And they say. Uh, uh, a big lie is a propaganda technique. The, ex the expression was coined by Adolf Hitler, who dictated, when he dictated in his 1925 book Mein Kampf, about the use of a lie so colossal that no one would believe that someone could have the impudence to distort the truth so infamously. 
So he discovered that it, the more outrageous your lie was, well, nobody would lie about something like that. It must be true. Mm. You know? So they go on uh, 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 to use it. Hitler claimed the technique was used by the Jews to bring to blame Germany's loss in World War I on German General Erich Ludendorff, who was a prominent nationalist and anti-Semitic political leader in the Weimar Republic. So that was how he blamed them for that, you know. And so that, then they have a whole thing I won't get into here about his whole, uh, but he blamed the, his big lie was blaming the big lie on the Jews. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Goebbels picked it up, uh, and, and so on. Then when they have, uh, uh, they have under C also on this wiki, wiki thing, some other more contemporary uses, and one is alternative facts, which is very recent, uh, and post-truth politics, and truthiness, you know. Uh, truthiness was what, that's the older one. This was uh, coined uh, in the uh, uh, Colbert Report of 2005. Uh, and because truthiness became favored because, famous because in 2005, uh, the American Dialect Society named it their Word of the Year and Merriam-Webster for 2006, truthiness. This is like satyatwa, you know? I mean, that's almost like truthism, you know, truthiness. Because uh, the, the, the twa ending in Sanskrit is like the equivalent of N-E-S-S, truthness, truthiness. So truthiness here in the Wikipedia is the belief or assertion that a particular statement is true based on the intuitions or perceptions of some individuals or a group of individuals without regard to evidence, logic, intellectual examination, or facts. <laughs> that's, that's he used this one, uh, that, that this uh, uh, truthiness uh, because it was becoming a, a, a kind of a th thing that was starting to happen. If you liked it, it must be true, you know, if it suited you very well. This was the, 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 the truthiness uh, here. Or uh, then, uh, you know, very recently, uh, the, a, a White House press secretary uh, uh, was dealing with the idea where the, the president uh, uh, inauguration claimed that it was bigger than anything, even bigger than uh, uh, Barack Obama's inauguration. Because when people you know, panned across the attendance of the inauguration and so many empty fields were there, and you could see a lot of grass, they said, oh, this is not very big. So he was claiming that it was larger than, bragging that it was larger than anybody else's attendance at his inauguration. So then uh, this was uh, repeated by the press secretary that it was bigger. And then when... Uh, 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 Kellyanne Conway, who was our counselor, she said in a Meet the Press interview, she said it was an alternative fact. <laughs> so that became a celebrated <laughs> phrase, the alternative fact. So that's why that one is listed. Uh, and there's a whole Wikipedia entry on, on the idea of alternative fact. And then... Uh, uh, then uh, post-true politics is a Wikipedia entry. Post-truth politics, also called post-factual politics, uh, is defined here is a political culture. So now we have a certain, you know, when culture comes, you're used to it. In which debate is framed largely by appeals to emotion disconnected from the details of policy 
and the repeated assertion of talking points to which factual rebuttals are ignored. You believe it? Whoever says it, if your allies say it, it's true. If your enemies say it, it's false. End of story, you know. Both truth differs from traditional con contesting and falsifying of truth by rendering it of secondary importance. Uh, so this is uh, uh, you know, another idea. Uh, uh, there was another thing uh, 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 that's listed in this wiki, just uh, this Wikipedia answers uh, on the big lie is noble lie. This goes back to Plato, where it says that certain stories were told to make people better, not to deceive them, but just to, to put things in legendary form so they would believe them. So anyway, that's the that's what's happened in the age of what I guess we can call now uh, truthiness or post-truth, satyatwa. Uh, like, it looks like truth, but to all these things here are the uh, same thing. So now, uh, anyway, we're all kind of, uh, we've been paying attention to the media here. It's gotten a little hairy now uh, uh, with, with, with this one. I mean, it's gotten, since this purport was written, what to speak of, uh, since the BBT purport was written and since, which they almost passed this one over in their purport, but actually has become very, very, very uh, uh, big, this idea of, uh, of uh, audacity, boldness. That's really the big lie. You know, going back to 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 Hitler, and uh, and, and now it's 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 being multiplied in in, uh, in in this way. So now let's go on to to text seven. So seven goes like this: Evam prajabir dushtabir akirne shittimandale as the earth thus becomes crowded with corrupt with a corrupt uh, population, whosoever among any of the social classes shows himself to be the strongest will gain political power. Uh, uh, Banu Swami uh, does a little bit of a more literal translation because uh, as the earth thus becomes crowded with corrupt population, whoever among the Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, or Shudras is the strongest will become the king. They just say the social classes, but actually they're listed here. Brahmavit, Kshatra, Shudranam, among the Brahmins. And the word vit is a short way of saying Vaishya. Uh, I don't know how exactly that works out grammatically, but that's uh, it's in the dictionary that way too. Uh, will be the uh, uh, the the well they say Ripa, uh, the king. Uh, I prefer uh, uh, sort of a, a, as for a translation, a, just a, a ruler. Because Nripa really means the protector of the people. <laughs> pa is to protect. Nripa. Uh, 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 so the sovereign or something like that. People don't protect anymore, but so it's a little. But that's just the strongest. Uh, that's what. That's what happens. So that's, that's our, our, our situation today, the, because you notice here, the idea was of having uh, uh, a, a, uh, uh, the, these four uh, orders, is that you could have a culture, uh, and that uh, what happens is when, they, when it becomes corrupted, just to belong to any class, you know, you're, you're a Brahmana, uh, if, if you get a degree, that's all. Uh, 
but there, there's a culture by which people are, uh, are, are, are treated. To be, to be a king really means that you put yourself in danger's way, to, 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 to put yourself in a position where you can be killed to protect others. That's what a kshatriya is. It's not that you hide out. You, you, as Prabhupada said, uh, you sit in the White House smoking cigarettes while sending other people to die. You're supposed to be the leader of the troops. That's what a kshatriya is. You put yourself at risk uh, to protect other people. And not everybody wants to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that's the actual spirit of a kshatriya. But the kshatriyas are not really at, at the top of the social ladder. The top is the brahmanas who are renounced. And they are socially unattached intellectuals who can then direct and guide the kshatriyas. Uh, this is all gone now. Uh, 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 so, so now we see there are no, no really proper uh, rulers or uh, proper uh, uh, leaders anymore. Uh, it's, it's gone down. Uh, I've mentioned this before maybe in this class when I was happened to be standing next to Srila Prabhupada uh, when he arrived in New York City and there were some reporters there and when he was a rival there was a kind of we'd, we'd show up and do puja to him and everything and, and uh, Prabhupada had, had a, a little press conference and the reporters said to Prabhupada, why have you come to the West? And he said, I've come to give you a brain. And I was watching this, and these guys were writing in their tablets, you know, their, their little notebooks, and the pens all stopped. <laughs> he said, I've come to give you a brain. And then he explained how the actual social order that's actually God established is that the social order has head, arms, belly, and legs, and that the brain is the brahmanas. And that the, the protect the arms of the kshatriyas they protect the vaishas who produce the nourishment and uh, 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 the belly and those who do the work are, are the legs the shudras he said so this says your body has this division of labor so the social body has the head arms belly and legs and he said your your society is headless and then he mentioned he says actually in your society. Because he didn't explain Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, and Sudra. He said, in your society, everyone is a Shudra, and there are a few Vaishyas. Which means that, at least in our social experience in the West, we haven't seen real, even real Kshatriyas, what to speak of actual Brahmanas. They've all become corrupted. Actually, if you get a paycheck, you're a Shudra. You know, it, uh, be, be because the, the Brahmanas didn't, their means of livelihood for each group is a Brahmana did not accept payment. They would teach and they would live on donations. If, if you happen to be, you, you know, teaching uh, a Kshatriya or a Vaishya, maybe you'd get some big donations, but you teach everybody. Prabhupada said this, a Brahmana would come in a village and he would teach everybody uh, for free. He would sit down in some place and people would send their children and he would teach them and would not ask for any money. But the people would say, oh, this nice Brahmana is teaching our children Here's some cloth, here's some uh, uh, rice, you know. So in this way, they would want for nothing. But he said, India meant free education for everybody. <laughs> this was the way, you know. As soon as you get a paycheck, you're, you're, you're a shudra. That was the... And a, a kshatriya, again, w would have a, a right to tax. But in exchange for that taxation, would fight for people, protect them, 
guard them from thieves and plunders internally, from uh, from from uh, cheat, being cheaters inside and externally from uh, enemies. It's a nice thing if you if you have somebody protecting you. That's why you have organized crime, because say if you if you've stolen something. Uh, and somebody steals your stolen goods, you can't go to the police, right? Because you're a thief. Where did you get it, you know? So therefore you have organized crime that you belong to a gang and the gang leader is one who will put his, you know. <laughs> you have organized crime because not everybody wants to be a gunman. No, not everybody wants to, you know, <laughs> to do that. So. So, so people will get together and one person will be their protector. If that person is going to put their life on the line and not going to have time to like themselves grow crops or something else, you, you give them a little bit of and they, they protect you. So this, this is the taxation. But you do something, you get something very valuable in return for your taxes. Uh, this kind of thing. Anyway, that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, so, uh, now, uh, 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 simply, there, the whoever is, is, is the biggest crook gets to be the king. That's what happens. It is organized crime, or not so organized all the time. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we'll stop there with uh, text 7, and... Uh, uh, go on to a more general description of uh, Kali Yuga, the next class. Any questions or comments? If you're on the phone and you have a question, you can press star six and that will unmute yourself. If you are on Mayapur TV, you can type in a question on the right-hand side of the screen. There's a chat box there to type in your question. Or if you prefer, you can go to Reverend Supremo's website, rsdasa.com. And uh, there's a chat box on the lower right-hand corner there. Um, and I think... Uh, Vijay Krishna Prabhu, he asks... Um, other than taking a bath, what more is needed for becoming fit to appear in public? Clothes. <laughs> Generally, you know, uh, back in the old days, this was the case even in Europe, in the, in, uh, that, that uh, people could tell all about you simply by looking at how you dress, and there was a proper way that was for every person to be uh, dressed. The brahmanas you could know by their dress, because it's mentioned that already. And still clergy are, are used, until fairly recently, used to always dress in a special way. Uh, and the military uh, dresses a special way. The police, some occupations where it's important to know who they are. But it used to be, it was important to know who everybody was. And so you had a proper way uh, 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 to dress. Uh, and uh, as I said, at this point, almost everybody uh, looks like toddlers in a nursery school, you know, <laughs> t-shirt and shorts, and uh, there's no differentiation uh, between genders uh, mm -hmm. by dress anymore, uh, nor is there any differentiation of, uh, of, uh, uh, of uh, who's actually a scholar, who's actually a... You know, it's just uh, everybody is the same. So that was another thing. Uh, uh, and, and so, you know, there was, there was this idea uh, just uh, that, that uh, as I said, even, even if somebody actually bathed correctly would be nice. And some people are, you know, walking around practically no clothes at all, uh, even when they're not at the beach and, uh, and, and so on. Uh, uh, so th this is the uh, this is the the idea that there was m more than just that, but it used to be, you know, properly just. Prabhupada, 
you know, he didn't even require that his disciples uh, 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 wear dhotis and saris. They wanted to do it more than he uh, was into it. He just said they should look like ladies and gentlemen. But he did everybody want to have, you know, shaven head and tilak. But otherwise, so you see pictures of Prabhupada with early disciples, they're all wearing coats, the men are wearing coats and ties and stuff, so they, none of this the hippie clothes, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Vijay Krishna also asks, this is in his book, Brahmacharya and Krishna Consciousness, Bhaktivikar Swami states that hair is produced from the body's waste matter, and thus resembles stool. My question is, why is it that we do not find ISKCON female devotees shaving their heads as we find female monks of other religious groups doing? I have no idea. We just follow. Prabhupada thought women should have long hair and the idea that hair is stool or a waste product, where is it, who says that? Um, in Brahmacharya and Krishna Consciousness by Bhaktivikasa. Yeah, well, I, I don't know where that comes from, but I haven't heard it anywhere. I don't know where Prabhupada said it anyway. But it certainly is, you have to clean it when you have it, and it's, it's, it's much easier if it... <laughs> Just, I like this truth, truth, truthiness. Yeah, truthiness. Yeah, I, like that too, yeah. um, I also noticed that people, um, I just have anecdotal evidence for this, but, but it seems that people also value boldness more as a virtue even than truth. Yeah. Mm. Whether something's true or not is, is almost irrelevant to them. Yeah, yeah. If you're bold about that, that they yeah, find that yeah, much more. Right. If you yeah. have conviction, right. you, have so conviction. you have conviction, that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. They, you know. I remember once being one place once. Somebody, I mean, we 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 are we are with some devotees, and we were talking to, talking about cleanliness, austerity, mercy, and truthfulness. Is that? Four legs of religion, and people that true. Well, you know, if 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 you believe it's true, then it's true right. for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was like if you believe it's true, then it's true for you. <laughs> but just like you're believing it, you're, that means you're God. You know, you determine what the facts are just by your. <laughs> Kendra asks. He said, for those degraded. Kali Yuga residents who took birth outside even a semblance of Vedic culture and who are not even clear about their varna, how can such people be most properly engaged for the good of society at large? Well, by becoming Vaishnavas <laughs> and dedicating the fruits of their work to Krishna. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that seems to me all you can do. And, and uh, and, and 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 if everyone is a Vaishnava, in that society, then there should not be any competition or envy, because as a Vaishnava, you're not judged by by the work you do so much as the fact that if you're offering the fruits to God, then you you're, you're free from the actions to work. You know, not being attached to the fruits is is what you should do. And so, you know, Lord Chaitanya was famously transgressive. Uh, that that his some of his most intimate. He was born in a Brahmana family, and he was raised in in the place where the Brahmanas were most prestigious because 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 Navadvip was at that time the greatest center of learning, at least in you know that part of India, North India. 
you know. I mean, it really was. And he was born in an academic family, and they're all supposed to be Brahmanas. And he maintained that, but 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 then the ones that became his closest, like like uh, Haridas Thakur was 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 a, a, a Muslim, and they were like completely separating, you know, Yavanas and you know Mlechas and all these things. He was the Namacharya. And, uh, and, and uh, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, they they were they were born in Hindu families, but they were serving as ministers in, in in the Muslim government, and therefore they were considered to be outcast. You couldn't get you know you were really you know you couldn't get back in if you wanted to become a Hindu again. You had to drink boiling ghee or something like that to purify yourself, and then die. Basically, uh, but he he was quite quite transgressive in one way, in the social that 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 heredity, and the Bhagavatam is that way. How glorious is that dog eater, Swapacha, dog cooker really? Uh, that's the law of people that eat dogs. It, but 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 if if that person if your the name of the Lord is on the tip of his tongue is chanting the name of the Lord, that person has to be regarded as one who has performed all sacrifices, bathed in all the places of pilgrimage and so on. That is like a great uh, saint, simply because they're chanting Hare Krishna. That's where this idea comes from. It's in the Bhagavatam. And that that Lord Chaitanya made sure that this gets gets actually extended to all people is, is, is his mission. That's why I'm talking as though I'm a brahmana. Because when they're talk they're talking about you know the the untouchables. That's me. <laughs> Anybody born outside of India, as a matter of fact, is an untouchable. Or even goes out if you're born Indian, you go outside, you lose your caste too. You know, you have to be purified to come back into the holy dom. <laughs> Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, "Is it possible to be a strict Brahmana in an age where we find the general public not interested in spiritual education?" How can a brahmana survive if there are no donations available? Well, then, there, you, if you go into the Bhagavatam, you'll find out that there are things one can do in a emergency situation. So that's that's what you can do. But if you become advanced in Krishna consciousness, you'll understand that you're being taken care of by Krishna. And you'll find out that you don't really have to worry too much. You don't have to worry at all, actually. And lastly, uh, what is the Vedic meaning of the sentence, in God we trust? This is also from Vijay Krishna Prabhu. Well, I think we know the meaning more than most people because they say, in God we trust, but they don't. You know, in gold we trust. <laughs> Just add one letter. <laughs> Is <laughs> that letter L that doesn't belong, huh? But we say, in God we trust, yeah. By the way, that was only added to the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, in the dollar bill, right? Or oh, put on the, yeah. Oh, now, what, what's, that's in the dollar bill on the, on the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, One Nation Under God. That was uh, added in the 50s by under the Eisenhower administration. It wasn't there before. Yeah. Would it be so? 
in God we trust. Huh? <laughs> or one nation under God. Because there's that liberty and justice for all thing too, you know. It's like the George Orwell, you know, animal form, all animals equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll pick up next uh, week, and we'll see you then. Text 8 in our journey into Kali Yuga. Hare Krishna, glory to Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.